A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. executive producer does it all Colin Madden Colin how you doing man I'm good man and I do nothing so that's kind of a too good an intro for me no that's definitely not true <laughs> did you have a good weekend yeah bro just grinding with the Braves and uh hanging out at the station yeah yeah that's what I like to hear well speaking of grinding the Atlanta Hawks are already back on their grind they're preparing for next season and the first step is preparing for the NBA draft and right on time they've begun hosting their pre-draft workouts and for people unfamiliar with that, the Hawks, they, or every organization, uh, usually first week of May, they start bringing in about five or six players at a time. They usually have like 10 or 11 of these sessions. So by the end of it, and they'll run all the way from May all the way up until the draft in late June. And uh, they'll they'll end up having like 60-ish players come through. Every once in a while, a player will come back twice. But for the most part, you just see a bunch of new faces cycling in and out. And as luck would have it, they're having their very first pre-draft workout today. And I'm going to read the names to you. We've got Jordan Dingle, a guard out of Penn. Jarkel Joyner from North Carolina State, another guard. Uh, guard from Marshall, Travion Kinsey. Guard from Houston, Traymond Mark. Forward from Tennessee, Olivier Nakamwu. And then a forward from Gonzaga, Anton Watson. So that's going to be the first uh, slate of names we're going to hear. Going to be seeing a lot more players roll through. Do you have any hopes, uh, any player in particular that you're hoping for, or are you just waiting to be wild, waiting to be uh, wooed? Yeah, nothing specific. But so from my understanding, it's a little bit different than the NFL process. You know, teams, they it's more of a group thing rather than, you know, the NFL all gets their one-on-ones. But that's only during the combine. It's a little more like league organized. And this this just seems it's like a little more team organized and the team can just cycle out, you know, players they're interested in, which is great. And they can start really early. You know, the draft is still, what, like two months away. Uh, the draft lotteries at the end of this month. So they got tons of time and yeah, it looks like they're hunting for a backup guard potentially. So yeah, that's a, that's at least where they're starting with and they will play, pull these players aside and they'll have like one-on-one -on -one meetings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if you're familiar with Emory uh, practice facility, like they'll, they'll pull a player over and he'll speak with Landry and Kyle and, you know, sometimes even sit down for an interview with Bob Rathbun. Like I know he's got a summer podcast he does. And yeah. uh, so I remember last year he had Drew Timmy who tested the waters before going back to Gonzaga. But quick refresher, Atlanta has the 15th overall pick. So right in the middle of the first round. And last year got pretty lucky, I would say, with a I obviously with A.J. Griffin. He felt 
kind of late in the first round. Had not worked out with the Hawks, no communications, but they jumped on it and worked out well. I remember last year when we picked AJ, it was a big deal that he never had a work, not a big deal, but it was noteworthy that he never worked out with the team at all. And then yeah. they asked him right when he got drafted, he was like, I, I didn't even, that's surprising, but whatever. And so we, I was at the time, especially like, oh, Oh yeah. We're going to package this and send it to blah, blah, you know, it, so it's, it's funny that it worked out so well. It really did work out well. And I was super skeptical at first. I was like, you know, they didn't talk to this guy. They had no plan, but clearly they did. Clearly, you know, they, they spotted a diamond in the rough and they just weren't expecting for him to tumble as far as he did. So that's the cool thing about the draft. And also one other pick, the Hawks do have the 46th overall pick in the second round. Keep in mind last year, they sold it. They traded down and, um, you know, who knows? I, I'm not getting, you know, once you start getting that far back in the draft, anything could happen. And the second round picks really aren't that highly coveted. It's just so rare that they work out. Usually you're using them to fill out your G League roster. So really look, eyeing that number 15 pick, hopefully they can make a move. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine them trading up or trading down on this one. I think they want to stay, stay put. Yeah, I'd agree. And I would I would say I think they got a good chance at getting a good player. You know, I'd say Landry is one for one in the draft if he's the one who chose AJ. And, um, you know, it's around that same spot. And even before that, like Herder, I think, was picked around that spot. So in recent history, we do have we good. We have made some good picks, you know, not just in the top 10, because, you know, the top 10, what we've picked Dre and mm-hmm. uh, Radish. So it's like is Luka it Doncic. Yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, it's is it really that big a difference to be picking at eight versus fifteen? Not really, in my opinion. No, I, I agree with you. And you know, you're right. You brought up that it was uh, Landry that made the pick. I mean, basically, was you know at that time last year he was announced as the team's new general manager. Schlenk was still team president. Yeah. And I remember at the press conference that night, like uh, it was Phil who who spoke and. I was like, wow, he's really taking an active role in the front office. And little did we know in three months, he would be the man <laughs> in charge. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, interesting how that's worked out. Yeah, for sure. So right now, Tankathon, uh, they've got Jet Howard, shooting guard out of Michigan, uh, going to the Hawks at number 15. And, you know, we'll have plenty of time to get to know these prospects. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that that'll be exciting. That's definitely I don't know. Something. I don't know if I see a shooting guard just because with yeah Dejounte and Bogey on the roster and not really seemingly going anywhere for either of them too. It would have to be a point guard, I'd imagine, or some type of hybrid guy. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and that and that leads us into the the crux of what today's topic is, and that is summer to do list areas of the roster that need improvement. And I'll be honest, I feel like so much of it depends on what Quinn Snyder envisions for the for the roster how he wants to construct the roster yep jumping out one of the first things obviously that has to improve is outside shooting got to bring in some shooters because Quinn likes to let it fly and the Hawks are one of the worst outside shooting teams in the NBA so I I don't have a crystal ball but it's safe to say that they're going to bring in some outside shooters this summer what do you think yeah, three cut the three and D vet or two definitely making their way to Atlanta. Um, I think another uh, to your first point about you know what Quinn wants to do with the roster. I think that that will impact a lot of you know we were just talking about the draft with drafting a backup point guard. I think 
you know, if they want to maybe sign one, it'll just depend if he's going to go with that nine man mm-hmm. like he was going in the playoffs or if he wants to, you know, really do more of a 10 man in some situations. Uh, I think it worked pretty well running the offense through DJ and bogey when, you know, Trey was out. But it's just do you want to do that for a whole season? That's that's really the, the deciding there. And then obviously three and D is just the yeah. area that we need. Yeah, exactly. That's just one of the most valuable, if not the most valuable positions in the league right now. So it's a veterans in the locker room, too. Yeah. And so they're going to run into an issue, which we've all seen. We've seen this iceberg coming for about two years now. The Hawks are already nine million dollars over the the luxury tax. So something's got to give. I'm I'm honestly concerned about this one. The roster needs improvement, and I just don't know how you circle that square and you improve the roster while getting under the luxury tax, while extending Onyeko Okongwu and doing all these things. Like, it's just something's got to give. They're going to have to pay the luxury tax. Yeah, it's going to have to happen this year. Um, so you're saying we're nine mil right now, and that would be right now do nothing. Yeah, and so all of our it seems like all of our starters and. Um, you know, even bench players who got significant minutes are under contract, right, for the following year. That that is correct. Yeah. So um Okongwu's got one more year and um the he can work on his rookie scale contract extension mm-hmm. from now until the last night of training camp. Okay. And uh so obviously expect a deal to get done there. Yeah. Definitely. And then um, a deal does not have to be made yet with DeJounte Murray, you know, and it's very possible that he tests free agency this time next summer. But again, that's just another uh, big, um, you know, big issue that the front office is going to have to deal with. And because Trey played out of his mind in the 21-22 season and got all NBA, he's got the super max. So, I mean, he's just, um, I mean, he's eating up a good chunk of the yeah. salary cap. So, Obviously, I think that's the iceberg we're heading towards this summer. That it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it works for Fields and Corver. To me, they've been batting a thousand since uh-huh. they've taken over, and this will be their biggest test. Not the coaching change, not the draft, navigating this, and also we get to see if your boy Tony Wrestler is serious about paying the luxury tax. Yeah, my boy. I guess uh, we'll uh, we'll see. I think I think he actually will this year. I, I really think that he's gonna he's not happy with what they've done the past couple years and mm-hmm. he from his perspective they have been all in so how can you go more all in than all in you can go over the top you know so I think that yeah. that's the logical next step for him um if he wants people to not lose their minds as a fan base I I would project that we go into the luxury tax this year could they go into the luxury tax but still trade some key pieces yeah, totally. some starters you think like DeAndre Hunter, John Collins. Totally. Well, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I could see them going over the luxury tax, but not by much because they trade a starter or two and yeah. just, re, you know, play musical chairs, really, with the roster. Maybe stick around that number they're at right now with trading yeah. someone, getting someone back, signing someone, you know, working it out that way. Yeah, for sure. And then that brings free agency in July. That's always such an exciting week. Yeah. It's not like one of those massive summers where you got like LeBron, KD, Giannis on the market. I'd have to go back and look, but I think like one of the biggest free agents is Kyrie, which we're obviously yeah. not going to go after. No, so there's unrestricted him. Uh, I got the list right here. De- okay. uh, D'Angelo Russell, Westbrook, Kevin Love, Vucevic, 
Harrison Barnes. Those are the unrestricted guys. And then, you know, Harden, Middleton, yeah. they all got player options, Draymond. Uh, so there, there's names out there, but it's definitely not like crazy, like you were saying. Yeah, it's just not one of those huge, um, col- you know, colossal moves. None of those are going to happen this summer. One player, like he's going to get paid, and I just don't think it's going to be by the Hawks. Is I like Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, he'll get paid. I would, I would love him on the Hawks, but I think he's going to demand too much, too much money. Unfortunately. Yeah, he played so well this past season. So we'll see. I, I think the Hawks will uh, probably improve their roster by through trades and through just small, maybe taking little small bites around free agency, yeah. nothing crazy. So uh, we'll see. But I'd rather them uh, maintain some level of flexibility. Mm-hmm. And of course, we'll be diving into that more in the next couple of weeks. We're going to come back, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about a little bit of drama on Trey Young's social media account, and we're going to briefly touch touch on what's going on around the rest of the league. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. All righty, we are back, and we've got serious news to report. Trey Young has completely cleaned his Instagram account, and there are no more pictures. And the bio says, let me pull this up to make sure I get it right, athlete, hashtag number 11, and a link to his Wilson basketball. Now, Colin, tell me, what what does that tell you when someone cleans their Instagram account entirely? The world is on fire and everything is falling. No. Is it's time to panic? I have no idea why he did this. Uh, maybe he just is trying to send a message to himself. I think more of the time it's for themselves than anyone else. Yeah. But uh, good to see he didn't unfollow everyone. That's a big one. Yeah. Still following everyone I checked. Still following, you know, the Braves players, mm-hmm. all his teammates, all that sort of a thing. So that's a very astute observation. I mean, he's following everybody. We're even talking about like Trent Forrest. He's yeah. falling. So, yeah. So he's falling <laughs> everybody. So yeah, for me, like when I see that, I'm thinking, okay, something's up, maybe like a personal, personal issue, but no, maybe it's just like a mental health break, in yeah. which case I salute it because social media is just a, a toilet sometimes. Yeah. It could just be an, it could be him just thinking to himself, you know what, F this shit. I'm going to just, you know, not pay attention to any of it. And he does, you know, he's on that range of players who gets a lot of hate in the comment section oh, yeah. he'll limit his comments all the time which you know i get you know you don't want to see it all the time but you want to post whatever you know maybe this will be a good thing maybe uh maybe he'll just be a little less attached to it and whatnot and he'll get a little refreshed and re-energized for next year yeah absolutely and you know there are other players that do that like i know demar Derozan does that regularly and it, it is a pretty pretty common practice 
but it's something to monitor. You know, we we take our journalism very seriously here at yeah. here on Knock Talk. So something to keep in mind. Also, speaking of other changes, we're seeing some uh, coaching uh, changes from around the league. Mm-hmm. Not a huge surprise, but Mike Budenholzer was let go from. The I was pretty surprised. I was yeah, pretty you didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I did not. I thought he was safe. Uh, he, I think he's the most winning coach in the past five years in the regular mm-hmm. season or something, and he's won a championship. So a little confusing, but yeah. I think it's just that series against Miami went so poorly yeah. and he was heavily criticized for game five, for like not calling timeouts, not yeah. putting Giannis on Jimmy Butler, sticking obviously Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders in the league. And, mm-hmm. you know, people wanted them to change that up, but I, I, I'm with you. I mean, great coach, accomplished coach. And also I'm pretty sure I want to say like he lost a family member during that series. Yeah, he said his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Um, maybe it was a car wreck. But yeah, I think it was uh, all of a sudden. It might have been like the series. It might have been like right before the playoffs or something. But yeah, it was definitely a family tragedy right before that. Yeah, and to keep grinding through what yeah. I'm assuming is like seventy hour weeks during right. that time. Yeah, so that that's tough. And um, do you think Nate McMillan has a shot at that position? I would uh, be surprised. I think uh, he might be an assistant on a good team next year. I think that's the that where McMillan's going to go, like Monty or uh... Uh, Dan Tony, someone like that. No, yeah, obviously I'm joking. I I don't. I think McMillan, Nate McMillan, is done coaching. I don't. I couldn't imagine him jumping back in as an assistant coach. Yeah. I think this was his final hurrah, and he's he's had a long, great career as a player and as coach. Yeah. And um, meanwhile, of course, the Atlanta Hawks they. As expected, it's a very common practice. They shook up their coaching staff, their assistant coaching staff down the bench with uh, Quinn Steiner's going to bring in his some of his people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, you know, again, that's a common practice. We had to see Joe Prunty and them go. I saw today uh, Michael Scoto. I want to say he works for Hoopsype. I can't remember. But he listed several uh, assistant coaching candidates that have emerged to uh, potentially fill Snyder's staff next season. We got Brian Bailey, we got Alex Jensen, Igor Kokoskov, and Antonio Lang. And um, he brought in the Notre Dame coach, Risa, former Notre Dame coach, was it Bray? Yeah, so um, he's working as expected. He's going to bring in his own people. Hate to see it happen to Joe Prunty, you know, Jamel McMillan, all those guys, but that's just one of the uglier sides of coaching. It just happens. Appreciate the time, fellas, but, you know, it's how business goes, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really do expect to see, speaking of McMillan's, I do expect to see Jamel McMillan on an NBA uh, sideline somewhere next year. Yeah, I'm surprised they're not keeping him around, man. It's good vibes. Yeah, I mean, things went so the well. Sidelines all the time. Yeah, and things went so well, you know, with him <laughs> and Trey during the playing game, so. All right, so quick, let's take a quick look around the league, man. Did you watch any of that Celtics 76ers game yesterday? Yeah, it was wild, man. Um, I don't, how do you feel about Joe Missoula, man? Like, do you think that he could actually take this team somewhere or you think that he might be the Achilles heel of why they don't get it done? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Achilles heel. And um, I, people forget that he was a backbench coach last year. Like he wasn't even one of the top coaches under Ime Udoka. So, you know, pretty big leap. And I didn't, and to me, the Celtics uh, exceeded my expectations for this season. And now we're hitting playoffs and we're starting to see maybe he's he's just a little bit green. Maybe he's just yeah. still learning on the job a little bit. And so obviously people are picking him apart. 
And uh, nevertheless, Celtics almost won yesterday. They're about a yeah. half second away from Marcus Smart's three, uh, winning the game and going up 3-1. So that's the name of the game. Yeah, I think he could, you know, contribute to why they don't get it done. I mean, the, the man's only 34 and he's an NBA head coach, which is crazy young. But oh, yeah. uh, I think no matter who they face in the West, they're just going to be at a disadvantage uh, in the coaching, you know, between Kerr, Malone, yeah. Monty Williams. Like, he's going to be up against a big brain in basketball. So, uh, while I think they could still be the favorite in the East, um, yeah, I think the finals finals could be interesting. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. So, they're going to play again on uh, – uh, right now, the series is 2-2. Tonight, Monday night, if you're within the sound of my voice, two big games, Knicks Heat. And then Warriors, Lakers. Yeah. Obviously, Miami leads New York two one. Los Angeles leads Golden State two one. So, real quick before we get out of here, what are your predictions for tonight's game? Games. I'm gonna take the Heat again. I'm I'm gonna roll with them. Uh, probably the least entertaining series for sure. Left, for sure. but you know, I'll just I'll just ride with Jimmy Butler. And then, man, uh, Warriors at home. I don't know. I don't think they lose two in a row at home, but. I do like. Oh, no, they're in Los Angeles tonight. Oh, they are. Ooh. Yeah, but Scott Foster is officiating the game. The, the extender. Oh man. Ah. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Lakers. I think the Lakers are gonna win. I think the Warriors are bad on the road, and uh, yeah. they might they might win. You know, five and then get it to six and maybe pull off six, bring it to seven. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Lakers tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take Miami in the first game. I think the Lakers overcome Scott Foster to take a 3-1 series lead and looking forward to it. So as always, good work, my friend. Thank you to our listeners. Keep listening, keep rating, subscribing, sharing the good words, sharing the gospel. And other than that, we'll talk to y'all soon. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a five minimum balance required the fan is ready for brave season are you three one smoked high in the air deep center field and heading for the horizon a home run by olsen we're streaming every game of the braves 2024 season free on the 680 the fan app so make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the braves this season